Wonderful. My name is Mark Henshaw, and I'm happy to be with you this morning uh, as a pastor here at Desert Stream, and it's my honor to be here and thanking Pastors Kevin and Sherry uh, just for having this opportunity to share my heart with you and the word of the Lord this morning, uh, just to believe for an increase in your life. And this whole month, we've been talking about family values, and that family matters at Desert Stream. And that we believe family matters to God. And so we're going to take that a little bit deeper today and specifically talk about our roles as sons and daughters in the family. How many of you are a son or daughter in the family? There you go. It should be all of us. How many at one time had a father or mother? Should be all of us. You can kind of see where I'm going with this one. I think God had a plan. Amen. Well, one of the most important roles of sons and daughters, according to the Bible, is to honor their father and mother. Back in the two, early 2000s, we had just finished our internship ministry program, and we had our party, and we were thanking everyone. And I thanked and honored every single person except for the persons that helped me the most the whole time, because I forgot. And it was my Uncle Bill and Aunt Tammy. I lived with them. They supported me. They were like spiritual fathers and mothers to me. And, and because they were so close, I actually took it for granted and forgot to thank them, even though I invited them to the celebration party. I think I honored every cat and dog, every living person in the room. And there they sat in the front row, and I forgot. I forgot to honor those ahead of me. It was a good teaching lesson. Since then, I've been practicing better at honoring them in my life. But it's easy to miss it. Our culture does not elevate honor, especially in the family model today. Not at least where I'm from. Not at least in North America. It doesn't seem like honor is a big deal in certain aspects of culture. So that's why I wanted to talk about it today because I have found so much blessing in learning how to honor my father and mother that I wanted to share that with you. How many know when you're blessed, you don't want to keep it to yourself? How many know that the blessing of God is meant to be spent? When you get infilled with the Holy Spirit and you have the joy of the Lord in your life and blessing, it's meant to be spent on others. When you get it, you got to give it. When you get so full, you got to share it. So when you get honored by God, we're supposed to release honor back to our fathers and mothers. So what is honor? The simplest way I can explain honor is when we add value, encouragement, and blessing to someone else's life in an appropriate way. Honor is when we treat people the way God sees people. When we treat one another the way God sees that person and their potential. That honors them. In other words, take from what you have, your basket of goodies in your life, and transfer it to someone else so that their life is better. Honor uses words, resources, and behaviors to thank that person for who they are and for the way and to thank God for them. It's taking what you have and, and, 
and in, in taking that and blessing someone and transferring it to them to thank them for who they are. Exodus 20, 12 says, Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. It was one of the Ten Commandments. So we're not making this one up. But why honor our father and mother? We know some of the reasons. It says right there, uh, that your days may be long upon that land which the Lord your God is giving you. We know that's one of the benefits of honoring, but there's many more. Why honor our father and mother today? And I know one reason. Because the opposite of honor is dishonor. And I want to remind you that you can't dishonor your way forward in life. I've never heard of a man dishonoring his way to the top of a company. I've never heard of a woman dishonoring her husband to, to a better marriage. I've never heard of a Christian person dishonoring their pastor to gain more influence and ministry. Dishonor is never the pathway forward. Can we just agree on that first of all? Honor might be a little bit out there, but we know what dishonor is. It never feels right. It never propels us forward into God's future. Dishonor is not a part of God's kingdom. So here's the first reason why honor matters. Number one, we're commanded by God in the Old Testament, reminded about the command by Jesus and the Apostle Paul to do the same command in the New Testament. In other words, there's eight references to honoring your father and mother in the Bible. Pretty much the same concept taken from the Ten Commandments and moved throughout the entire scriptures. So this reference to honoring your father and mother is not a one-shot deal that we can say, that's under the law. That's the Old Testament. We don't, we don't believe in that anymore. Jesus took the law away. That's not what we're going for. Jesus himself brought it up several times. The Apostle Paul brought it up. Honoring our father and mother should be a basic foundation to our Christian relationships. And this is the cool part, number two. When we honor our father and mother, we honor God. In other words, when we demonstrate honor to our father and mother, we're saying to God, I trust you. Where did our parents come from? Did you pick your father and mother? Can you see the sovereign will of God happening in this? So when we begin to honor our father and mother, we begin to say, God, I don't believe in mistakes. I don't believe you did this by accident. I believe that you knew what you were doing and I trust you. Wow. How many know that they didn't grow up in a perfect home? Are there any perfect parents out here? It's funny, the, parent, the kids are jabbing their parents. Are there any perfect sons and daughters out there? Now, there are perfect grandkids, am I right? I'm catching that one from all the grandparents. That's okay. When we trust 
God, we prove that by honoring our parents because we say, God, we believe you knew what you were doing. This wasn't by accident. When we honor our father and mother, we position ourselves for the kingdom of God to expand through us. This is a really key point. Because proper position under authority prepares you for increase. Proper position under authority prepares you for increase. Last week, Pastor Kevin taught us that the primary type of connection as Christians that we have are family words. It's family. It's not servant. It's not friend. It's family. You can't get any closer than family. We all know that, for better or for worse. Family is family. Family is the clearest and most desired format for God's kingdom here on earth. Family is the clearest and uh, simplest form of how God wants to bring his kingdom to earth. And God wants to use both our natural and spiritual families to do it. In other words, family is the model. There's no plan B for, with, with God. See, if there was a plan B, just think about it. If God was going to set up a business model on earth, and I love business and all that stuff. I'm not against it. I'm just saying if God would have done a business model, he would have thought, who's the best CEO tycoon to come down on the earth? And we're going to have this guy run some serious good business models. And he's going to make a lot of money. And then we'll bring redemption. That's not how he did it. He could have done it in a military model and brought a four-star general like Patton down on earth. And we're just going to go through and I'm going to use my power and we're going to make things happen and we're going to make people follow the kingdom of God. He chose not to do it that way. If it was going to be a political model, he would have sent the most savvy politician down who could just walk that tightrope right in the middle and get both sides of the vote and lead his country into freedom. He did not do that either. What model did he use? Because if God wanted to have a family model, he would have sent a son. Do you see how all of creation, all of redemption is based on the family model? Because he wanted to use family for redemption, he sent a son for you and me. That's why it's key that we understand the family model because it's God's model. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his, his son. It's about family. That's why it's so important that we honor our father and mother. The simple pattern that God established in the Garden of Eden was through family that the children of God would reveal the kingdom of God. Adam, Eve, offspring. Take care of the earth, take dominion of the earth, serve people, make it better, be prosperous, multiply. That was, that was the plan. He did it through family. He's still doing it through family. Now, God will use business. God will use militaries. God will use politicians. Of course he will. I'm not against any of those things. But underneath all those things, there's one model that will stand for all eternity, and it's family. 
And if we avoid family, we end up avoiding the kingdom of God. See, the challenge is today that we, and culturally speaking, we want to build kingdoms on earth apart from the family model. Without honoring our family model. We want to have everything family offers like security, provision, care, identity, acceptance, inheritance without a biblical model. The biblical model is a father and a mother or a a male and a female coming into covenant and having children and having that covenant last a lifetime. That's the biblical um, vision and model that God is asking of us. There's no one perfect. I'm not saying that we all reach that. I'm not saying there isn't grace for everything in between for God to help us through that. But as humans, it's so funny, we will do anything but that simple model. We will promote so many other models except the basics of a male and female coming into covenant, marriage, having children. We'll do anything but that. And it's so simple, isn't it? It's so simple, I think it offends us that that's the God's way. So we come up with so many sinful options except that way. We try to redefine family without covenants, without a father and mother. And with the breakdown of the family unit comes the breakdown of the entire culture. Because the kingdom of God is based on family, if we break down the family, we break down everything. Statistically, if you look at what a family looks like without a father and a mother, you will agree with me, the stats don't lie. Whether you're a Christian, a non-Christian, whether you're an atheist or a theist, the stats show that if you don't have a daddy and a mommy in the house, things usually don't go too well. And that's not a judgment or a, 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 a condemnation of your future if you're separated from your spouse or you don't have a father and mother in your home. I'm not saying that. But I am saying the way forward is family. And the healing of this world comes through the family of God. It can happen whether it's through your spiritual family, like right here, or your natural family. God uses both of them. That's why we all need to honor our father and mother. See, this is what happens. When we honor our father and mother, we release the spirit of reconciliation. Wow. Listen to this. When you honor up, when you honor your father and mother, what you're saying is, God, I trust you, and we can work this thing out. So a spirit of reconciliation starts happening between you and your father and mother. And how many know life just goes better when you have a good relationship with your father and mother? It's a little bit easier. It opens a gateway of many blessings. And we don't honor our parents or our fathers and mothers because they're perfect. Like I said, no perfect fathers and mothers allowed. You can have mature ones, but not perfect ones. No perfect sons and daughters allowed. You can have mature ones, but no perfect ones. When we honor them, we are showing that God is reconciling the family unit. We honor them because we have been honored by God. We honor them because God made them in his image. So if you look to your father and mother, don't look at their behavior. Although that's fine to honor them for certain behaviors. Honor them because God created them in his image and he put them in your life for a reason. I don't know what that reason is. There's lots of reasons. But we can honor him 
nonetheless by honoring our parents, our fathers and mothers. Not because they deserve it, because we trust God can make it better. Now, honoring your father and mother means that I believe that you're choosing to forgive them for the nasty mistakes or intentional sins or the ignorant choices they made when you were under their care. Like I said, no perfect parents allowed. So to honor them doesn't mean you have to forget all that junk, but it does mean by God's grace and because of Jesus Christ, you can choose to forgive them for the things they've done to you or the things they allowed to happen under their care. Remember what I said, it's a spirit of reconciliation happening. So you can say, I forgive them, God. I know they weren't perfect, and I choose to forgive them because, Jesus, you forgave me, and I choose to forgive them. I'm no longer going to hold them accountable and punish them for the sins or the mistakes they made on my life as a child. I trust you, God, to work that out in your kingdom. I trust you will make things right, but I'm no longer going to be the exactor of punishment. I might still have healthy boundaries where we're not in each other's lives that much because they're choosing to have unhealthy choices, but I'm not going to dishonor them any longer. I'm going to choose to forgive them because God forgave me, and I'm going to choose to speak life over them. I'm choosing if they are willing to rebuild the relationship. Cast the hook out there to your father and mother. If they want to make a deeper relationship, you be the first to go. You be the first to say, I'm willing. You can still have wisdom. You don't have to spill your guts to them, but you can say, I'm willing to rebuild the bridge of trust. It could be small like this bit, a little bit, a phone call, a note, a text. But maybe your willingness will show them there's a higher way. Sons and daughters, go first. Sons and daughters, you take the plunge. Don't wait for your dad and mom. You go. Be courageous. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not saying it's not messy. But humble yourself and say, God, I'll go first. I've had to do the same thing in my life. I've sat down with my parents in divine opportunities and we talked about the difficult things of the past. It was so powerful what happened in those moments of forgiveness. We shared forgiveness, things I did, things they did. We said, we, if we had to do it all over again, we would have done it differently. And there was a grace in the room to forgive one another and we got closer, not farther away. That's just the grace of God. I thank my parents. They were humble enough to admit areas that they were not perfect in and they admitted that. And I was able to give them the grace of forgiveness and, and I asked forgiveness for things I'd done in, as, a, as a child in their life. We won't be here. We wouldn't be here without our parents. So the next time there's a birthday, next time there's an anniversary, would you honor them? Actually, you don't even need a reason at all to honor them. The Bible just commands it. The Bible didn't suggest it. The Bible didn't say when you feel like it. The Bible said, do it. A command is a command. There was no question marks after that one. Just honor. Now, if your father and mother have already died, some of you have already lost your parents. 
some of them are not here on this planet with us any longer. I encourage you to take any unforgiveness that you've packed in your little backpack against them and take that to the Lord, even if they've passed, and just confess your forgiveness to God, to them. And then I want you to write a letter to them, an honor of, a letter of honor to your parents. Write out what you honor about them. Not what you dishonor about them. Write down some honorable things about them. God will show you things and patterns and principles that they taught you that are honorable. Write it down. Take that letter, and I want you to read it out loud with another trusted Christian brother or sister. Read it out loud so that God can hear it, the angels can hear it, the demons can hear it, that you are a man or woman of honor, you're a son and daughter of honor, and you confess it. And after that, you're done with it. You can let it go. You can do whatever you need to do to let go. But then you know in your heart that you chose to be a son and daughter of honor. The enemy has no angle on you after that. You're free. I'm not saying any of this is easy. If you need support, find another brother or Christian to come alongside of you and say, I will help. I'll be there for you. I will listen. You don't have to do this alone. So those are some of the reasons why I want to challenge you to honor your father and mother. There's a second level to this that it has an opportunity. Everyone say opportunity. Okay? So this is not a thing you have to do. This is a thing you can do if you choose to. I want to challenge you not only to honor your father and mother, but I want you to seek out spiritual fathers and mothers to honor. Remember how we talked about two families? We have our natural family that God gave us. We thank God for that. And then he, once we're born again, putting faith in Jesus Christ, we get born into the family of God. This room. We have a spiritual family. So, what is a spiritual father or mother? It's a mature Christian who loves you and helps you to mature with zero agenda, zero angles. They're not controlling. They're just a person who believes in you unconditionally, prays for you all the time, is there for you, and you can give them permission to correct things in your life, to speak into your heart. In other words, you're inviting that next level of family, spiritually speaking, into your life. Moses had it with Joshua. Elijah had it with Elisha. Jesus had it with his 12 disciples, especially John. And Paul had it with Timothy. There's a lot of people in the Bible that had a special relationship with a male or female above them that could model and honor and teach and disciple and correct them. These are all free will relationships. There's no control. There's no, you have to do this, you have to do this. It's a choice of love. It's a family by choice. This relationship, if you have one, can keep you from the Lone Ranger Syndrome. How many of you have tried to do Christianity in your own strength? I'm just going to do better next time. I mean, that's what I, that's what I thought the gospel was. You got saved by grace and everything else is up to you. That was what was preached from the pulpits when I was growing up. Don't mess up. Don't get caught. Uh, wow. I don't think that's in the Bible, but that's what often came out of the preachers. I think they were trying their best, but they said salvation by grace. So I love that. I got Jesus in my heart. And then they said, don't mess up. So it became a performance thing after that. But the gospel, 
the gospel is not built on that. It's built on an unconditional salvation and love through Jesus Christ who took our spot, fulfilled the law, and now it says we are sons and daughters of God, co-heirs, seated in heavenly places with God. That's the gospel. That, that is in the Bible. You can read those verses. So a spiritual father and mother doesn't just have to be your pastor. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. My first spiritual father was my natural father. My father brought me to church. My father got his Bible and prayed in the morning. My father modeled spiritual things to me. And he still does. I thank God for that. That was just how I grew up. I didn't know any different. And then my uncle Bill became a spiritual father. I didn't know that. I would not have called him spiritual father, anything weird like that. He was just always had my back. He always prayed for me. He always believed up here for me. He'd always look me in the eye and say, Mark, God's got a call on your life. There's something special going on. And he'd speak into my life ever since I was a little boy. And he hasn't stopped till today. Unconditionally there for me. So growing up, those were my spiritual fathers. I didn't know that. They just had my back. And now coming here, I can develop a spiritual relationship with Kevin and Sherry over time as we've built trust and got to know each other. We begin to talk more openly like that over the last five, six years. How many know it's built on trust? So you could have it be a natural parent or not. And let's not expect our spiritual parents to come to us and tap us on the shoulder and say, I think you should be my spiritual son or daughter. Could that get a little weird? Because we're all adults now, right? So we, we have a free will. We have freedom in Christ. We, we are under no one's control except the Lord Jesus. We choose Christ. But as a son or daughter, you have permission to seek out a spiritual father and mother. You have permission to seek them out and say, you know what? Can we like maybe hang out a bit more and start connecting? Maybe there's a special thing here. Maybe we'll just do a little bit more relationship. And maybe over time that will connect to something like that. You don't have to force anything. It's not a controlling thing. It's a free will thing. Here's what I do know. Healthy sons and daughters have healthy relationships with healthy fathers and mothers. Can you see the beauty of that? Healthy sons and daughters have healthy relationships with healthy fathers and mothers. Talk about a world revival coming out of that. It's just so much health. You can't contain it. Now what, we do, what Katrina and I do on a practical note because we believe the Bible says to honor your father and mother, we do that not only for our natural fathers and mothers, who my mother-in-law is here, awesome. Not only do we intentionally try to intentionally honor them, we also intentionally try to honor our spiritual fathers and mothers. Because the Bible says to do it. So we do it both spiritually and naturally. And what we do is we take a, a small, what Katrina and I do take a small percentage of our income every month, and we set it aside in a little account. And we call it first fruits. It's not our tithe. That goes to the church. We take a little bit of money, our first fruits, and we set it in an account. And we, and we just have so much fun honoring my mom and dad, 
my mother-in-law and father-in-law and our spiritual parents. Why? Because the Bible says to, and it's a lot of fun. It's so fun to give, isn't it? Remember what the Bible says about giving. It's more blessed to give than receive. And it's not, these are token gifts. These are not like, hey, you know, if I do this for me, you do this for me. You know, I gave you that, so we, you know, I need, I need this. No, 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 no. It's not controlling. It's giving. It's honoring. It's adding value to someone else's life because you love them. It's simple things. We love to buy dinners for our, our, our parents. We love to buy gifts. We love to think of their birthdays, anniversaries, anything to show honor. And it's just a small portion of our income. It's not like we can't pay our bills now or something weird like that. We're not going into debt. How many know giving to go into debt isn't really what the scriptures are teaching? How The Bible says, oh, nothing to any man except love. So we're not supposed to have debt so that we have the free cash to bless, to sow, to invest, to help others. But this is not about money today. Even if you don't have a spiritual father or mother, even if your parents are no longer on this earth, this is the most exciting thing about all this sons and daughters stuff is we can treat people like fathers and mothers. We can treat older sisters like mothers. We can treat each other like brothers and sisters. This is the family of God. I get so excited about this because when, when I come into a room and there's a lady that's older than me, I can treat her like a mother. She's not my mother biologically or spiritually, but I can treat her like a mother. Respect, honor, helping, kindness, goodness, mercy, forgiveness. When you see a gentleman that's older than you, you can treat him like a father. And guess what? Over time, he will treat you like a son or daughter. Not, you don't even have to say anything because you're honoring who they are. They can now give you what they have. It's so much fun. 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 3 says, Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, with all purity. This is where it gets fun. Because we're not trying to be better than each other. We're not trying to have titles and I'm this person, you're that. No, no, no. It's family. It's brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, sons and daughters. So the next time you're in public, turn your, your uh, call it sonship hat on or whatever, and you just look in that room and say, I get to honor these people today. There's some mothers out there. There's some fathers out there. There's some brothers and sisters and some sons and daughters. And I'm going to do it with purity. With God's help, I'm going to do it with purity. Just watch how the room changes. Watch how your work group changes. Because you're starting to align yourself with the Father. So his presence, his kingdom is starting to come and take over. Now remember, it's hard for God to bless you in this area if you don't stay in position under his authority. So I'm saying sons and daughters carry the presence and kingdom of God when they align themselves naturally or spiritually with their fathers and mothers, with the spiritual authority in their life. When you don't do that, it's hard for God to bless you. 
parable of the prodigal sons in Luke 15, the father represented God. And the father wanted to bless both sons. But at first, neither son would repent and come home and be celebrated. One son wanted to rebel, take dad's cash, and head for the casino and the streets and the women and the drugs and just enjoy life. The other son wanted to work his way into favor and riches by following all the rules, but not having a personal relationship of joy and love with the father. He just wanted to use the father to get his good inheritance. Neither of them would come to the house at first. Neither of them would come and sit underneath the father. One ran away, one ran to work, but neither would come home. My brother Wayne here at the church, he said the gospel's easy. It says believe and come home. Believe, come home. This is what I'm talking about with fathers and mothers and sons and daughters. God can't do this miracle if you don't come home. I'm asking you today to come home spiritually, metaphorically, or naturally with your real parents. Come home, humble yourself, begin to honor them so you can be under the position of blessing in your house. I mean, picture it. If you're seated over here and dad's calling your name to the party, you're saying, no, 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 no. I'm going my, I'm throwing my own party. I got this figured out. I got the money now. I'm smart enough. I'm throwing my own party, dad. But what happens when the money runs out? Dad's saying, would you please come home? I own the whole business. I own all the fields. I've got enough money. Money's not a problem at my house. The table is set. I've got more than you'll ever need, but I need you to repent and come home because your pride is keeping you from the blessing. Over here, we have the older brother. I've done everything you've asked, Father. I, I'm, 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 I'm good enough. I've, I've worked harder than anything, and yet I'm lacking. The father comes out and says, Son, would you please come to the party? No, I will not go near that party. Nope, I'm better than that, and I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to solve my own problems. I'm going to work harder, twice as hard as that guy, and I'm going to get my inheritance. It's going to be a lot bigger than my younger brother who's a loser and went out and did all that stupid stuff, and I'm ashamed of him anyways. He's not my family. Dad's saying, son, would you come home? Repent and come home. Older brother, no. The dad wanted both sons to come home and celebrate. Dad was going to take care of the bill at the end of the day. Dad was going to take care of the inheritance at the end of the day. But we have to repent and come home. We have to repent and come home first, and then we can help our sons and daughters, our fathers and mothers, our brothers and sisters. They can watch our lives. They will begin to repent and come home. But we have to go first. God wants to bless all of his children, but he can't bless you when in an unrepentant state because you won't receive it. You're just, he's got, he's got the table set and you're sitting over here on the pig slop of the world. Yummy. He said, come home. 
He can't do it until you come home. He wants to celebrate you. There's only one way to come home. There's only one person to come home with. There's only one gate, the Bible says. There's only one door. There's only one person. There's only one man. To come home to the Father, Jesus is standing here saying, come with me. That's the repentance part of humbling yourself and say, Jesus, I can't get home on my own. I'm too stubborn or I'm too smart or I have this or that problem. But Jesus, will you take me to the Father? And Jesus says, that's why I came. Take my hand, son. Take my hand, daughter. We're going home. I'll pay, I'll pay the bill. You just come with me. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and Jesus will take your hand and walk you to the Father. Then he'll go over here to the older brother who thinks he's got it all right but struggling in pride. Take me home. I, I, I can't do it on my own. Here you have the family again, right? Reconciliation comes through Jesus Christ. There's only one way home. If you've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, never repented, saying, I'm going to do it different now, God. I'm going to go Jesus' way. Today is your day to come home. Today is your day to say, I'm not going to do it my way anymore. I'm tired of this side of the fence and tired of that side of the fence. I just want to have Jesus take me home and get completely blessed and loved by the Father and show the world the kingdom of God. If that's you, just ask Jesus to come into your heart today. Begin living today with God. We will get you a Bible. We will help you with your foundations of your Christian walk. But don't try to do it on your own. So really, there's a three-step process of getting your relationships in order in the kingdom of God. This is to kind of encapsulate everything. Number one, honor God the Father first by honoring Jesus Christ. Remember, you can't get to the Father without the Son. If you dishonor the Son, you dishonor the Father. If anyone dishonors my son, they've dishonored me. If anyone dishonors my son, they dishonor my wife. You can't say you love me and dishonor my son. It, it will never work. Not on this earth. I can't dishonor Pastor Kevin's kids and then say I love him so much. He's just the nicest guy. And then behind his back, dishonor his family. Is that going to go well? No. If you're going to honor the father, honor the son. So go to Jesus first. Make him the Lord of your life. Second, after you honor God through Jesus Christ, honor your natural father and mother. Start at home. Start with the basics. And I've already told you what to do. If they're no longer living, I gave you an option of, of how to handle that. But go to your parents. Go to your father and mother and honor them. That's the second step. And three, lastly, Ask God, who are, the, who are people like spiritual fathers and mothers in my life that have just sown into my life, invested me, they've had my back, they've prayed for me, they're available to me. Who are those people? Find them and honor them. No strings attached. Just love. Just kindness. Those are three steps of getting your life into kingdom order. But I want to warn you that when you begin this process, you're going to get pretty happy. 
You're going to get silly. You're going to get full of joy. You're going to get uh, excited around people. You're going to uh, have more grace in your life, more favor. You're going to have more generosity in your, all of your relationships if you get these ones in order. I'm just warning you, if you'd like to have fun and joy, don't do it. If you, if you want to just do it on your own and, and kind of do the Lone Ranger thing, stay away from right relationships with your, aunt, with your fathers and mothers. Because some people just don't want it. It's too much work. But believe God for the miracle and get ready for the joy of the Lord to be your strength. Because I know whose I am, I am a child of God. Father God is my, my father. I can declare to you that I am no longer a spiritual orphan, but I am a beloved child of God in this house. I can declare that to you without shame, without trying to be somebody special. That's just whose I am and who I am. I am a child of God. I know my natural parents. I know the ones that God has used. I am thankful, and I am no longer going to do life alone. I'm refusing to be a spiritual orphan. I'm going to accept the unconditional love of the Father in my life. And I'm going to honor those he put in there. Not based on their behavior, but because God told me to do it. Can you stand with me today? This can be a difficult subject because we, no perfect parents allowed, no perfect sons and daughters allowed. So I know some of this might have brought up some emotions, some issues in your past. Don't do this alone. On Monday, September 27th, the doors will be open for Celebrate Recovery. We have confidential support groups for men and women to start processing this stuff. If you want more support, the doors are open Monday, September 27th at 7 p.m. Men with men, ladies with ladies. One of the most common testimonies from CR is that I made it right with my mom and dad, or I made it right with my brother and sister. We actually talk now. We forgave one another. We're going to family events again. I said, what? They said, yeah, we hadn't talked for like years until I went through Celebrate Recovery, and I learned how to do relationships. I learned how to ask forgiveness. I learned boundaries, and families start reconciling. So you're always welcome. Monday's at 7 starting on the 27th. And I want you to be able to declare in yourself, I know whose I am. I know who I am. I am a child of God. I am no longer a spiritual orphan. I'm in the family. And once you're in the family, you can honor. Honor up. Always honor up to your fathers and mothers. Let's pray. Father, this is a big topic. It's listed eight times throughout the Bible to honor our father and mother. It's a command in the scriptures by Jesus Christ himself. And so we need your help. This room, we need help to honor up to our father and mother, to our spiritual father and mother, or to any authority that you've placed over our heads. We can't do it in ourselves because we struggle with it. So we ask for supernatural empowerment for this family to honor their father and mother. Give them creative ideas of value and adding blessing to fathers and mothers in their life. Give them wisdom and boundaries and healthy, appropriate ways to show honor. And may it release a tidal wave of joy and right relationship, reconciliation, health, uh, uh, family meetings and, and, and family parties that are healthy and putting our families and our city back together. 
We ask that that would come out of this, God. You are preparing us for this fall where you're going to want to deposit a greater amount of the Holy Spirit. And we're getting ready by getting our relationships in order. Our fathers and mothers will be honored in this house by grace. So we speak life. We speak blessing over everyone. Bless their children. Bless their grandchildren, God, as we walk in honor this fall. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you.